here we are for another episode of Meanwhile, back at the farm. Kelly is at the farm. I am on yeah. the road. We can talk about that. I've been on the road a lot. Uh, and we're here just hanging out, chit-chatting, yeah. um, chasing whatever internet rabbit hole or sometimes literal rabbits come into our lives. And uh, this is what we're doing. How are things at the actual farm, Kelly? Well, things are great. Thanks for asking, Mary Catherine. I We were going to try to record this yesterday, and I said, hey, give me two hours to do some work. And then I <laughs> sent you a video of a screaming goat in labor, and I said, JK, never mind. Yep. Uh, so now we're doing it today, because that's how my life works. No, but some, sometimes the obstacle to recording a podcast called Meanwhile Back at Farm is that you need to deliver baby goats. That's just true. the reality of the situation. It happened, this is, it's later in the season here, so I have my, what are called first fresheners, first time mamas, and uh, the, my one goat, her name, I'm not even making this up, her name is Lemony Moon Pie. So cute. Right? So Lemony Moon Pie's uh, babies were supposed to be the last, and she delivered yesterday, and it was her first time, yeah. and like any type of mom, right, it just... It, it took her a little bit longer to figure it out. The first time but is once, tough. The first time it is, is tough. I it mean, they're, okay, wait, hold on. They're all tough. Mm-hmm. The first time is toughest. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we still sign up for it over and over again. I know. Right? I was, just, so, I was just wondering at that today that I have four children, even though all four pregnancies were just no fun at all. But we no. keep doing it because my babies are magic. Babies are magic. The, babies are magic. Uh, speaking of which, I think that mothering gets not a great rap, and I think that we need to probably do some good PR on parenting. You know, this uh, is, yeah, this has been a topic lately, and actually, uh, I wrote a brief something, very brief something, for the Washington Post, because they are compiling some better PR for parenthood for Mother and Father's Day, uh, articles this year, and, uh, I do think it's uh it's totally undersold how fun being a parent is. Look, yeah. I know that I'm a person um, who tends to see the world through fun tinted glasses. <laughs> Same, right? Same. So, so I'm a, I'm a little bit more loosey goosey. I'm a little bit more chill. I think I take things as they come, perhaps better than other personality profiles do. And parenting is one of those things that you kind of have to take it as it comes, right? Uh, but, like, it's just fun. Isn't I, it? I have fun with my kids. And, it yeah, they're hard sometimes, but there's it's so outweighed by the cool stuff Ooh. that we get to do together. Right? I have a, I have a fun uh, little vignette story about that, which is my younger is three. Mm-hmm. And he is, he's just, like, he's my heart beating out. I'm, I love both of my kids. Uh, equally and differently, but he is just, I melt into just, like, <laughs> it's a car. Sometimes one kid just has your number, and that oh. one has your number. <laughs> he, oh, he has everybody's number. Yeah, There's that nobody too, that, too. that cannot just succumb to that little booger's charms, let me tell you. <laughs> but uh, on Sunday, my husband, Mark, and I decided to divide and conquer, and so he and the older one went to mass together early, and the little one and I went to mass together later, and he is learning how to sing in mass. So he was singing 
alleluia's like off key loud and off time and everyone around him was just desperately in love with him and then and then there's a point in catholic mass where you say thanks be to god Mm -hmm. but he hasn't figured that out he thinks that we're thanking baby god so he's like thanks baby god as loud as he can (laughs) at the wrong time everybody was dying he's so cute and then we're driving home and his teacher, his preschool teacher, has had him working on his eye-hand coordination. He's doing really well, but one of the best ways to do that is with cutting. Mm-hmm. And so he's been cutting out little pictures and stapling them together and making these little picture books. Adorable. Right. Um, but he he was telling me about what's in his picture book and he goes, and this is rainbow cheese. And I was like, rainbow cheese? Rainbow and I'm cheese. driving. And so... We went and got brunch, the two of us. He's he's my little brunch buddy now. And we took his little book, and I'm like, what is rainbow cheese? And he had been cutting out pictures, and one of them was the gold at the end of the rainbow. And so he thinks that the end of the rainbow is like a pot of fondue because he knows how much everybody loves cheese, and that is like the number one most valuable commodity at our house. That's the animating I mean, force of his life is, is right. cheese, and so therefore, why would it be gold? <laughs> so, so now, every time I see pot, a pot of gold at the end, it's rainbow cheese. That's what it is. Rainbow cheese. I love it. There's so, Isn't And that will that... be family lore for you guys for generations. That's Ever. I love that about kids. Um, Forever. I love I, it. I still have not corrected my now seven-year-old mm-hmm. uh, and told her how to say Popeye. Uh-huh. Because there's nothing greater than asking her, what's that name of the cartoon character, sweetie, That um, the one that eats the spinach that's really strong? Oh, you mean Popeye? <laughs> <laughs> and something about, it's just two syllables, but it's the funniest thing to me that she that emphasizes so the second syllable. She's always done it. Oh, papai. 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 Obviously. Like like papaya, but papai. Oh, that's so cute. What's oh my little one, his his thing is he loves this is the season where hot air balloons go up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he calls them hot balloons. Hot balloons. It's yeah. So hot I balloons. mean it's also very idyllic that you live in a place that has hot air balloons. Yeah, it's true. I That's- mean, right at the base, at the base of the Rocky Mountains, oh. spring, oh. spring with baby goats. Oh, it's I really love it. It's okay. not bad. Speaking yeah. of baby goats, I want to hear the end of that story, and then you and mm-hmm. I are both going to share what was the thing that we said wrong as children that became family lore. Ooh. Okay. So first, what happened with the yeah. babies? The baby's safe. Everybody's good. Yes, everybody was fine. It it did take. It was her first time. It took a little while longer than i was hoping slash expecting uh so we she was she was pushing it right like she was pushing the edge of where i was about to intervene Mm -hmm. which involves uh gloves yeah and lube Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) which are things that are just in my barn i'm sure if somebody just came in i mean right, a lot of and- our listeners are moms and it's all sort of analogous it's right. <laughs> you know you're on a clock interventions are gonna have to happen if you're not done by a certain time there's a but safety protocol you know yeah it's pretty yeah, invasive but- it can get pretty invasive yeah but the the uh it, it it becomes you're doing and i'm sure actual doctors who have 
who know what they're doing think about this all the time, right? It's very right. stressful because you're doing that cost-benefit analysis, right? Every additional minute that you wait to intervene, is she getting so tired that she won't be able to function, right? right? Is her body getting so tired? But if you do intervene, the chances of something going wrong, the chances of infection, like the best, the best way for a goat to give birth is naturally. Mm -hmm. And you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. So I called my neighbor. She went down the first time at 9.05 a.m. And she was in front of my neighbor's house. So I called my neighbor and just said, hey, if you hear screaming, nobody's dying. Um, and she kept, and then she got up and she walked with me and she let me rub her back and then she put her head on me and she was like, what, what is happening to me, yeah. mother, mom, 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 stop this, stop this, stop this. And finally, you know, so then I sat with her for a while and I thought 1105, I'll check. And then 1105, she'd kind of gotten up and down and up and down 1205, right? So I keep giving myself a little bit more time. When she's getting she, up and down and up and down, does that mean, like, th- this is progressing? She's yes, feeling pain? Yes. Okay. Yeah. She's pawing, pawing at the ground. She's rubbing her sides against the fence, trying to squeeze them out like a toothpaste tube. She is <laughs> biting the side of her stomach, right. being like, oh, this is a contract. Right? So so she kept, she kept making really clear indicators that right. this was on the way. The concern can be, though, if they go into labor and then they stall because the baby's backwards. Because what mm. what happens is, like, the nose and the face has more kind of density. And those two front hooves and the nose can kind of open up the channel, right. if you will. <laughs> this is a yeah. parent. I guess, I guess they are mothers. So most of the people who are listening, are, like, know exactly what <laughs> I'm talking about. They know what we're saying. <laughs> but... But those little goat booties just won't do it, right? Yeah, you gotta get yeah. the gotta get that big face in there to knock it all open. And so but they'll start labor if you have a breech baby. So the first okay. one was fine. Second one was breech, uh, but ended up being fine. Just like a little pull. Uh one of my girlfriends who'd never seen a birth was mm-hmm. here. She was blown away. She's like the videos nothing is the same as watching a creature take its first breath yeah it's just it's unbelievable it's and truly amazing. It. i mean like whether it's animals or humans it's truly amazing and it's one of these things that every time i give birth i think to myself this happens every day people do every this, day literally every day people do this yeah. and it is a miracle every time every time and it's happening constantly yeah constantly and so she was just blown away, right? Un- just she was in awe of this. And Lemony Moon Pie, to her credit, happiest mom I've ever seen. Aww. The minute that she had those babies, once she figured out they were hers, when she started licking them, woo, she was ready to and be a mom. She was smiling. Boys or girls, not that they've chosen both, yet, but. Both boys. <laughs> They're both boys. They got nuts. Uh, which is not not my favorite. It puts me dead even for the season, though, because I had one doling who did uh, two girls. Right. And so obviously, I'm, just so people understand for your purposes, because you need dairy from the goats. The yes. boys, The boys are not producing that. So No. No. Boys are much less valuable yeah. to me, both in chickens and in goats. Luckily, they make up for their... Uh, 
gendered sex or whatever in uh gosh i can't i i don't know how i exist in this culture just we can't even talk about goat gender goat goat sex goat gender goat whatever the boy goats that Mm -hmm. i had made up for being boys by being the cutest damn little things i have ever seen in my entire life and i and so i've sold several since we talked last and uh, I sold three, and then two were born, and so my husband is like, "Okay, so we're only down one. Like, pull your life." Together, <laughs> it's like, right? but I'm doing a lot of things. This is what my husband says about me, except with like, uh, like clothes and stuff. He's like, "I feel yeah. like you're just moving things into different areas." And right. I'm like, "Well, some of that is true, but I'm yeah. also getting. It's just there's a churn involved when it comes to yeah. children's clothes. When it yep. comes to my clothes, there's a churn, Steve." Yeah. Um, Okay. You know, so I've been watching a lot of hoarders though lately because A, it makes me feel better about my house and B, it motivates me to just throw it. We have a dumpster because yeah. farm life. So it, I, I have made a commitment that I just do not let the dumpster leave here unless it's full like of that. stuff like and for a, until, until I finally feel like less of a hoarder, which is going to be a long time. Right. But I've been watching it because it both gives me relativism and helps me to disconnect from objects and we have too many objects around here and my husband is very pro he's like just keep getting rid of stuff keep getting rid of stuff i know this is this is mine as well okay so i promised that i would say for both of us what is the thing you used to say weird as a child that became family Family jargon Mm -hmm. you know i can't or your brother hmm? or your brother Oh, he said hangleburgers instead of hamburgers. They were hangleburgers. (laughs) And then also we're we're of the age. I don't know if you remember. uh, What was it? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, yeah. So he would walk around as a little kid just going be excellent to each other and party on dudes. Oh, that's so adorable. Yeah, he was. He was real cute. He's still real cute. Yeah. Be excellent to each other. Party on dudes. And he called them hangleburgers. My thing was uh, my dad realized that I was listening to everything one day when they were at the grocery store checking out and I was sitting in the front seat of the car and I was kind of babbling, you know, oh, here's the steering wheel and here's Mm -hmm. the radio. And then I pointed at the windshield and I said, and there's the idiot's. That's family lore. There's all the idiots. There's the idiots. Do you know one of, one of my uh, daughters very just completely yeah. earnestly asked me one time, yeah. mm-hmm. "Mama, did the um did the drivers in the other cars listen to you when you talk to them, <laughs> or when you yell at them?" I think is what she said. Like she wasn't sure if there might just be some way we were communicating, right? <laughs> that she was unaware no. of. Okay, no. so mine. I have one because you reminded yeah. me of one when you said the yes. brothers. So right, my little brother. One time we were driving around. Which uh, which one? John. So okay. I have two little brothers. He's the middle mm-hmm. the middle kid. Uh, mm-hmm. John, when we he was about three or four probably, and we were yeah. driving around North Carolina. I can't remember where we were, but he kept yelling "Haxadoozer, Haxadoozer." It was Haxadoozer, and my parents could not figure it out. Finally, yeah. figured out we were driving past a used car lot that had a. Uh, a Dukes of Hazard General Lee on display, an old Dodge. Oh. And Haxadoozer from that day on, Dukes of Hazard was known as Haxadoozer. Hax- 
in our That's house. That's adorable. <laughs> Hex a doozer. Hex a doozer. Oh, um, cute, And then mine cute. is very, this one is a, this one's a real legend in our house. Yeah. Um, I had a pair of socks when I was a child that were argyle. Mm-hmm. There was, was an argyle pair of socks. They were red, tan, and like a dark brown or something. I remember yeah. them vividly. Right. I remember them vividly because they were horribly uncomfortable. Oh. And they were they were uncomfortable because you know you get that pa- that one pair of socks that has the seam in the wrong spot. Yes. And it went yes. right, it went right across the tip of my toes instead yep. of the top of the foot. The top. Mm-hmm. I could not handle it. I hated it. I hated that pair of socks. Don't ask me why I had occasion to wear argyle socks so often. I don't know why that would have been, but anyway, on the occasions that I had to wear them, I hated them. Cuz they're cute and it's a south. Yeah, probably. I hated yeah. them. Yeah. So then one night I was about again same age as my brother like three or four uh Mm -hmm. i woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't sleep and i went to my parents room and woke up my dad and he's like what what and i was like i can't sleep why can't you sleep honey you go back to bed i can't my pillow is argyle and my dad was like my dad's like no it's not (laughs) sweetie i was like no it is it is very argyle daddy and he walks with me to the bedroom, and we try to sort this out. And it turns out that I was under the impression that Argyle meant uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and so in our family, Argyle is uncomfortable. <laughs> and I mean, actually, the the actual sound of the word is very, yeah, sou- very much like an uncomfortable thing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound comfortable. That's hilarious. What a funny yeah daddy, can you imagine my dad trying to figure that out daddy my pillow is argyle i cannot sleep i i can actually i know He's your like, dad and that would be what? hilarious what? oh what a good one i love so, that that's mine yeah oh yeah. what else are we talking about today oh i've been on the All road right. uh, yeah you've been on the road where so, are you where well, in the world is mary Catherine? so this is like one of those things where part, partly on me because you know i'm not great at planning um no once once the old maternity leave is over and everyone has like done keeping their respectful distance from you while you get your baby to three months all of a sudden everything happened in one week so i had an event in new hampshire i was there for two days came back home left the next day for chicago for two days came back home i am now in philly for a night a day and a half and after this this is a Travis Mannion Foundation event, uh, the board meeting. And after this, yes, was... and Travis Mannion Foundation, just like, can you give just a like, oh yeah? Quick... So this is a I'm on the board of the Travis Mannion Foundation. You can read about mm-hmm. us at travismannion.org and find yep. find people that are part of the mission all over the U.S. Um, we it's named after Travis Mannion, First Lieutenant Travis Mannion, who was killed in action in Iraq in 2007 um, by mm-hmm. sniper fire. I met his family sh- very shortly after. He died because they all got together to run the Marine Corps Marathon the year that he died. So like six or seven months after he died. And 200 people joined with them to run that marathon in Travis's honor. And that was the beginning of a foundation that now passes on basically his character as a legacy. Mm. Um, The story about Travis is that before his last deployment, the one where he lost his life, he was at an Eagles game with his brother-in-law. And his Mm -hmm. brother-in-law said, man, I wish you didn't have to go back. And he said, well, if not me, then who? Some young Mm. Marine is going to have to go back in my place who's not as prepared as I am 
to go and do what needs to be done. And so if not me, then who is the, the, the whole driving force behind this organization and sort of doing community service and putting military members together with civilians, which is my favorite part of it because so little of the civilian world gets contact with the military yeah. world. Um, and yeah. so we do a lot of building bridges that way and it's very cool and Ugh. very uplifting. So I love that also. Yeah. Uh, now I'm crying in the middle of a day. That's so I'm here, I'm here with all my, my faves at the Travis Manning <laughs> yeah. Foundation. And I yep. was supposed to go tomorrow mm-hmm. to get on another plane to go to L.A. to do the Bill Maher show. Girl. But somewhat somewhat mercifully, honestly, because it's been quite a week. Um, yeah. At least for my schedule. The right. writer The writer's strike happened, and there will be no show for right. Bill Maher this week. So I that is rescheduled, TBD. Oh, good. And Gosh, uh, you... When you got, you guys are so funny. Oh, I love when, that show. It's so fun. You're it's so, so fun. good at, it. yeah. So and I our hope- friend, our friend, uh, Kristen Soltis Anderson also does that show often. And just hilarious, just per- like perfect. Yes. Chef's kiss. And so I, I hope, I hope to do it soon. And then I, yeah. and then I'm also on Fox News Sunday. So it was going to be a big week. It was going to be, it's still a big week. It's That's, still a big week. And it's, uh, I cut a whole trip out of it. <laughs> Ooh, girl. So Good for actually, you. I got to say, it's gone well. I left all four kids with Steve for uh, the Chicago trip because the baby right. has congestion. And I felt like putting him on a plane would not be a great idea. Again, um, right. Uh, on, my, on my arrival back home, of course, everything was fine because he's very capable. Uh, right. And both of the babies smelled good. Which I felt what? was like, it's a little gilding the lily there, Steve. Like, the, did you gave them baths? Like, what are we looking for extra credit? What's happening here? <laughs> I didn't. The, by the time I had the second one, I didn't give him a bath for, I don't know, three oh, months. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I mean, mm, you're fine. Once they smart, start smelling like, uh, well, honestly, cheese. <laughs> you got, you got to <laughs> give them, you got to give them a bath. That's what happens with the newborns. <laughs> Like rainbow cheese. Yeah. yeah. When they smell like so, rainbow cheese. Anyway, so that's my dang. big week. And uh, I'm enjoying being back into doing things. I just yeah. didn't expect all the things to happen in one week. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've got, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of work coming up too, which is why I'm, I'm glad to have knocked out the last two kids yesterday nice. and kind of trying to get, get this on, not autopilot, but in a manageable way over here. Um, I did have, I did have kind of, oh, I heard a baby. Oh, he's trying trying to go to sleep and he can't quite do it. So we're just going to rock him and he's going to hang out and be part of the pod. Yeah. Okay, buddy. This is his first podcast. Um, we had a, we had a, a somewhat stressful week last week while A, we were sick, as you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I Woke up in the middle of the night. The the charming baby who I love so much um, had taken some of his Easter Bunny money and put it in his mouth, and he oh. swallowed a coin. Oh no! So we woke up in the middle of the night thinking that he was screaming, and I texted you, which is what I do, and I said, yeah. "Hey, uh, am I headed for an ER visit or for the grossest scavenger hunt ever?" And uh, you, the nurses at the ER. Uh, and Twitter all confirmed it was the second. Yeah, just and you then, got you just got to wait around and do some searching. Yeah, oh, that was fun. 
Um, and then the next day, Mark and I walked down to feed the babies their brothels. And uh, they're getting close to being weaned. They're very aggressive. Yeah. Uh, and one of them sucked the nipple straight off the bottle and swallowed it. Um, <laughs> but Mark wasn't sure which black goat it was. So oh, he like, no. You've seen you've seen the videos where the yeah. little where yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. put the bottles up in a line. That's what we do. We just put them on the fence on a line. We have little holders. He wasn't sure which one. He was like the black one. I'm like, well, there's two. Which black one? And he's like, I don't know. So I wasn't going to. Have the vet come to what? Do surgery on no a non sure situation? We don't know. Yeah. So uh so it's been a lot of gross scavenger hunts around here. So if you're Everybody's keeping score, fine. that's that's three butts that you yeah. are uh standing sentinel. Yep. <laughs> sure am. <laughs> Which is uh so I wrote I wrote that in my premium sub stack. I love it. Uh on Sunday, I tried to figure out how to be like, this is, everything's gross. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, you don't think about, when you get an urban farm or kids, or you don't think about how gross it is, how, but also, it made me think about the fact that, really, we live such sanitized lives, right? Like, we're so fortunate to be at this point in existence at that that we live such sanitized lives but so much of our entire existence relies upon disgusting stuff that we wouldn't even talk oh, yeah. about most of this the is time. the dirty jobs thesis right this is, is this is why mike Rowe, thank goodness is a national figure because he realized yeah. that people do this work on behalf of society and we should look at that and we should see it sometimes yes um, mm-hmm this is also the reason that I read uh, the Little House books with my kids. Yes. Uh, because it just offers such perspective. Right. On what we have at our fingertips at every moment. Yes. And it is, um, it's just really, really different. Oh, yeah. No, last week when I was talking to you, uh, as I was getting over this cold, which I'm still working on, I was like, oh, well, I mean, I just have a Z-Pack. And what if I'd lived... A hundred years ago, dead. Yeah. No, a hundred. Well, I guess. Or well, strep. Z- strep. You might have had scarlet fever. Isn't that? Aren't yeah. those the same? Yeah. Isn't that what I comes mean, of, stre- of strep? Yeah. Flu. Fl- they give me a Z pack, and I'm fine. Five days later. Yep. Because and woe is me for that two days I couldn't talk. I. It, it's amazing. I have uh, one of my cheese heroes is a nun. Um. She's she's a cheese. She's literally known as the cheese nun. She's super cool. I follow everything she does. Awesome. My, one of my life goals, by the way, is to meet her someday. She got she has a specialty in putrefaction, which is literally what cheese is. And nobody thinks about it. Yeah. Cheese, yogurt. Uh, Don't get me started on mushrooms. All of these <laughs> things are our ability to grow food all relies upon the breaking up duty the degradation yeah. yep <laughs> duty yes exactly and we don't think about it and we take it for granted because we get to leave live these very sanitized yeah. lives but you it's know actually, then you're it's actually one of the great and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this probably frequently in this podcast because we talk about right. it a lot just in our daily right. lives the conundrum yeah. of modern life yeah is that we have so much and right. even even 
and this is not to discount anybody's wants and needs, but even mm-hmm. those who don't have much have so much compared to right. other times in history, right? And so right. many resources available to them. Um, and sometimes even the people who have the most available to them in our society are the most unhappy. Yes. And it is, uh, it's everybody a has everything. Thing. Everybody has everything and everything is terrible. I don't, it is, it's such a, it's such a weird place to live, right? Yeah. In this in this time and space. And in some ways, it's so amazing. And in other ways, it's so depressing because we just lose perspective yeah. so easily. There was, um, this week, there was an interview with Jane Pauley did Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? No, oh. I haven't seen this, but I love Michael Ooh. J. Fox. He, he just said, you know, he, he said some things that about, about like gratitude and perspective that just I was like bawling by the end of it because he's like I'm I'm in a unique position to be able to be the person to give voice to some of this it's true and I think I think it's so beautiful and and life is so special and hard at the same time but you know yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't give it up for anything because I get days of rainbow cheese and then I get other days of searching through that same child's (laughs) you know oh man outputs you're you're doing the hard work you're doing the hard work Kelly yeah okay you have a news article I do I have one for you and I I think you'll enjoy this one it it involves a lot of things that we like and I I did some further research on this just to make sure that it's a real thing because sometimes you'll see one article and it in a sort of odd source and you're like is that a thing that's real and i have confirmed that it is because i try to be semi-responsible okay right i read this at whiskeyraiders.com but it's about a bloomberg podcast okay oh and it's about it's about how a shortage of white oak could change the bourbon industry (gasps) okay so white oaks are used to make the barrels right charred oak barrels almost always white by law must be what bourbon is distilled or is uh, is aged in right by wait by law by law and um according to what is considered bourbon versus not oh right, right it's right, like right. champagne okay. it's like champagne you know um so i'm i'm the worst on calling sparkling white everything champagne so the issue is that yeah. it takes a long time for white oak to mature Right. And it has to come to make barrels. It has to come from straight growing trees that don't have a lot of twists or turns in them. And a lot of the white oak that we have now was started way back in the day. Right. Like during the depression years, even. Right. It's like 100 years old now that they'll use for this. Mm -hmm. But there has not been proper uh, cultivating to make sure that we have the white oak to replace that white oak. Oh. Partly because because it takes so long to mature, it doesn't make sense to make land devoted to white oak because when will you see a profit? Forever from now, you might be gone already, right? Yeah. So the quote is you have to you have to have white oak on good sites growing well, and we have a lot right now. But when we look mm-hmm. to the next generation of white oak, there's very little. We're looking at a seventy seven percent population decline if nothing changes today. So the Coopers, those are the barrel makers, um, right. they have to have these high quality straight trees and white yeah. oak is difficult to manage. You got to put mm-hmm. time, effort, and money into it. So it's just like, 
it's costing you a lot of money per acre and then you don't get that value back for a while. So enter, enter Kelly. And this is the part that I think you'll enjoy. Um, and that is like, because this is stressing me out already. Right. So the bourbon okay. industry, uh, yeah. of course has a lot to lose if yeah. there's a white oak shortage. So they have marshaled their various resources and formed the white oak initiative, which in some places is a, is a public private partnership. I'm sure there's government money that goes to this as well. But the bourbon industry is using some of its profits to say, hey, how do we incentivize the growing mm-hmm. of white oak so that mm-hmm. we can have this stuff replaced and not have this giant decline? So they're all working together uh, to to attempt to make that happen. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Holy I just, bananas. I love a story that is like, okay, here's a problem. Uh, right. But it's not just a story that's designed to be like, society is bad for drinking bourbon and using all this white oak instead it's like this is a solvable issue right there's a there is a profit motive because we lose our profit if we can't make the bourbon so how do we take the bourbon profit and pour it in to no pun intended to the white oak (laughs) (laughs) the white oak management so that we can have white oak in the future Uh, also all these basic bees on instagram are using a lot of white oak if if my uh if my feet oh. is anything to be anything of an indication. So maybe y'all should lay off because we need it for the barrels, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> our priorities. Let's yes. let's reset our our societal priorities. Yeah. Regarding- does your bat does your batten board or whatever it's called need to be made of white oak? I'm not sure it does. No, no, it doesn't. It absolutely not. <laughs> that is so fascinating. So, what yeah. a great story. So they're working on it. it. They're working oh. on it. Oh, um, but yeah, it's tricky because so, the economics of it, you know, you don't get paid back fast for your white oak forest. So Right. Right. Oh yeah. Maybe the basic, so that's, b- basic bees need to like use the young the young oak or they can just switch to maple or something. I don't know. Yeah, switch get a different I'm, by the way, I'm totally one of those basic bees, but Okay. Which <laughs> barrels barrels and basic bees. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I am doing the most us project of okay. all time. I decided that I needed new planters and okay. I wanted to get some of those barrels. This mm-hmm. is, by the way, perfect uh, bookend for this. And I was like, they're $40. Why is this so expensive? So I got um, buckets for free. Uh, did I then buy way more than $40 of craft supplies, including spray uh paint and then so expensive (laughs) they are so so there are these you can get um there it's 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 cow supplement in a it's like a mineral supplement that Mm -hmm. you give cows and they come in these big blue ugly buckets but they're super useful around the farm Mm -hmm. and so i have a bunch of them that I use all the time and they're the perfect size. But whiskey barrels, the half whiskey barrels at Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, $40. And I was like, absolutely not. I am not going to buy. Why are planters so expensive? I have no idea why planters. They are a lot. Why? Why are they so expensive? Because basic bees will pay for them. That is what I'm saying. And so I have these buckets. So I told my neighbor, who I love so much, I was like, okay, I need a planter. And she was like, well, 
why don't you do the trendy thing and like glue the rope around it? But then I had to spray paint it brown so that the rope doesn't show the blue. And then I had to buy different types of glue to figure out how to adhere it. And it's like ripping off the paint. And so then I had to go get Gorilla Glue. So each barrel now, each bucket, Mary Catherine, each of these two two things of gorilla glue at ten dollars right. each six different things of twine from the hardware store for six dollars each one can of spray paint uh there's the primer and then there's the paint <laughs> and watch they're gonna they're gonna get rained on once fall apart and i'm gonna lose yeah not to mention my- that not to mention the man hours spent on this. oh my gosh if i threw cost so of time, what do you think the total is i don't know probably uh, my husband won't listen to this probably 60 ish dollars but back <laughs> back to my point also then about hoarding and just having clutter everywhere hold on i'm i'm sending you this photo live because i need your okay. Okay. live reaction i'm texting it to you this okay. moment this is the current state. I'm going to post this in the show notes on Substack, friends. It's <laughs> really ridiculous. Let me tell you how thrilled my husband is. And also, I found out Gorilla Glue, for some reason, cures with water. So I have a spray little gun thing. I've got Gorilla Glue. Oh I have it on a trash bag because I can't ruin my actual table and if I'm doing it outside, then the goats are eating the freaking rope off of it, which is a whole different thing. Because now where am I going to put them? Because the goats are going to eat the rope off eat of it. All of it. Yeah. Is the so gorilla long- glue going to hurt the goats? That's what we need I, to know. I don't know. I'm already sifting through so much duty. Who knows? I'll just be looking for chunks yeah, just of do rope. That too. Yeah. Rope and gorilla glue. It's fine. This is fine. But why? What is the thing about me that can't just buy myself the nice planter that is designed to be a planter? I what don't is know. The, what it's is like, the thing because about also me? Also because we're we're like we're such free market type gals. Right? But suddenly when it comes to something like that, I'm like, I reject the division of labor and your specialization yeah. in making this. And I have no. decided that I'm going to make it. And a week and a half later, I have a disaster on my hands. Yes. Yes. And I, I've spent more in crafting supplies. And then am I going to throw it away? No. Am I going to have extra Gorilla Glue in my cabinets till the end of time? Probably. Gorilla Glue is quite useful. So I feel it like is. that's okay. I can rationalize a lot of stuff, by the way. Random um, twine. I mean, like when it comes to crafting or costumes, I can really rationalize a lot of things. I'll buy myself some really expensive shoes and headwear for yeah. costumes. Like, oh, yeah. well, I'll definitely wear these later. It's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, actually, Steve got a new gun one time because we were using it for a costume. Oh, and I was that like, is. I was like, you've really found the uh, the like hall pass for spending oh. on anything is like if I'm yeah. using it for a costume, just whatever you need to do. So yes. Um, <laughs> I love it. By the way, uh, what you've heard of my baby in this podcast is the sound of him falling asleep. And you can all just be jealous of me and my easy baby now. Cause oh. wasn't that, wasn't that traumatic? Ooh, oh tough gosh. baby. He is just down. I want to crawl through that the- screen and hold that baby right yeah, now. He's, he's down for the count. Um, oh, there was one thing I was, one more thing I was going to tell you before we yeah. end. Uh, 
much like your project, uh, when when I take on these projects, now the bathroom was worth doing, and yeah. I'm very proud of it. It's um, beautiful, and but it, you know. By the way, a... quick question. Yes. Now that we've had a, a couple weeks, how mm-hmm. are we feeling about the black ceiling? Oh, I love it. It turned out great. Okay. I needed to change the lighting, and when yeah, because the, the first the first yes. podcast you said I don't know how I feel about the black ceiling. So I changed the lighting. The lighting is brighter than it yeah. was before. It was a little mm-hmm. too cavey in there before, and so now I've got it nice and lit up. Yeah. And, uh, and I decorated. I put the correct shelves up so I I can do a true reveal, and mm. I don't feel so much like DIY. Did I do this to myself anymore? Like it's mm-hmm. it's all come together. We're on the other side of it. Nice. Um, and to our point about the ridiculous prosperity and availability of things to us these days, yeah, which you know comes with its emotional and real uh, upsides and downsides. I was at Home Goods picking up stuff for the bathroom just to like have the the soap dispenser and the toilet yeah, paper yeah, yeah. thing and everything matches right, which of course it is, does is a whole privilege in and of itself. Yes. While I was there in a clearance rack. I saw a matte black piggy bank, a little pig, (gasps) with a crown on its head that was gold. And I said, that little piggy bank matches my bathroom, and I need it at my house. And so I bought it for $6 and brought it home and put it on a little decorative shelf in my new bathroom. So now there is a queen pig. (laughs) Yes! In the bathroom. But, like, so what a ridiculous thing. Why does this exist? Why is it here, like, a block from my house? We don't know. But now nope. I own it and it's in my home. Nope. That's amazing. <laughs> I – it is – we do – we live in a world of plenty. And also, it's it comes with all of its own challenges, including yes. but not limited to just the volume of stuff. So yes. I'm just going to – keep filling the dumpster this week and yeah i mean steve's gonna make me throw out one thing so that i can have the pig like if you want to keep the pig something's gotta leave dude <laughs> i yes yes i'm just gonna keep i'm gonna keep watching hoarders i'm gonna keep filling my dumpster i'm gonna keep selling goats and then i'm gonna keep having more baby goats and it's just gonna be the carousel forever and ever amen <laughs> meanwhile i'll have my little piggy bank and you'll have a real pig yeah and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do pigs again. Was... They, were, they were not your favorite. You know, I don't want animals I'm scared of. Mm, fair enough. Like, I would not feed my pigs when my husband wasn't here. And I don't, I don't want an animal that could eat my children. I'm good. You know that? I think that's a fair line in the sand. I right? like it. Yeah. And on yeah, that I'm note... <laughs> I'm going to go take care of my kids and you take care of both kinds of your kids. And uh, we'll see you back next time on Meanwhile, Back at the Farm. Meanwhile, Back at the Farm. Well, this is so much fun. I, I love doing this.